Today on Writers Get Animated, it is Chris versus Mackenzie versus the history of animation versus the debate format itself. Stay tuned. Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated. I'm Chris Leva. And I'm Mackenzie Worrell. And today on Writers Get Animated, we are having a debate. Ish. Ish. It's, it has timers and rules and things to talk about. Yeah. Which yeah. makes it a debate. Um, today we're talking about the golden age of cartoons. Which, to be fair, when doing research for this episode, turns out there already is an official golden age of cartoons. Uh, right. But we're not talking about that age of cartoons. We're talking about since then. Since cartoons came to television. So I guess we are arguing the silver age. But the golden silver age. The platinum age. The platinum age. The, the age that's really good right now. Like, right now? <laughs> well, not right now, but I mean like... It's so in right now. It's this, it's this animation Whatever's era. golden now. Sometimes yeah. what's gold, it's golden then, and now it's gold now. I some, think... Some are silver and the other is gold. Hmm. Hold that thought. <laughs> so, the golden age... Uh, and we say cartoons instead of animation. Because um, if you're thinking about golden age of animation, of course, you're probably going to go towards the 30s through 50s which is the golden age of cartoons and officially officially. Yeah. If you want to be air quotes official about it, Facebook official, right. Saying. <laughs> That's going to be the golden age of animation slash cartoons. But we're going to talk about all six decades since then. Sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, the aughts and the tens, the teen years, the, the nows, the nows. <laughs> Now, that's what I call animation. <laughs> yes, that, those. Those. <laughs> those, 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 are, those decades are totally are officially named. Thems are those? Thems are those. Um, but what we're doing <laughs> is we're going to break it down decade by decade. So we're going to give each one of us is going to defend a decade mm -hmm. for being... A decade. <laughs> for being the ruler <laughs> of the golden age of animation. To claim the title of Golden Age of Animation from the actual age of anim Golden Age of Animation. The, the, to have the throne passed down. Right, right. It's a big belt to wear. It's, is it a, it's is a, it a throne or a crown or a belt or a trophy? I think it's a lot of is different it everything? things. Is it yeah. a lifestyle? Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a look. It's a feeling deep down. I am the Golden Age of okay. cartoons. <laughs> You, Chris Leva, are the Golden Age. <laughs> so, yes, it, I believe the Golden Age lives within each of us who truly believes in animation. <laughs> Today's animation <laughs> devotional is brought to you by <laughs> Chris Leva. Um, the background before we get into the rules, we're coming out of the 50s, the 30s through 50s, the official Golden Age, um, which was home to a lot of the theatrical releases of cartoons before movies. Where cartoons grew up. Walt Disney... Um, Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, stuff like this. Popeye. Popeye. And once we get into the first part of the 60s, um, we'll see why that definition is there. There's one show that really kind of defines when this change in cartooning happens. Animating, cartooning, 
animating. Sure. Okay. So keep that in mind. Yeah, that's the background. What are the rules, Chris? Ish. Uh, the rules ish. So there are several categories that each decade is being graded on. So the stories that were being told, characters and the types of characters that are there, the performances. Uh, and when I say performance, I mean animated performance. So the performance of the animators in terms of how well they are acted. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking voice performance um, in, in that sense. Style and animation, technology and innovation. So how innovative the, uh, how many innovations are being created at that time. Um, artist voices. So now I am talking about vocal performances. And then diversity in terms of um, actors, the animators, the storytellers, the characters on screen, just diversity mm -hmm. um, in creator and the creation. All of it. Is it diverse? So, okay. In those categories, we're taking each one of us will take five minutes. Do we say five or do we want to go? I think five is fine. Five is fine. There's a lot of decades. So five minutes per decade. Um, we'll go back and forth where each of us can, will speak. The other one will be allowed sassy comments. And sassy comments alone. Right. No feedback, just sassy comments. That's it. We're not even going to let Chris O'Dowd in on this one. That's right. So Chris O'Dowd will stand out on this one. Um, we are running by real debate rules, which means that when the five minutes is up, you're done talking. You don't get to ask for more time. You don't get to talk over the other person, mm -hmm. no matter how great or terrific your ideas may be. Um, you're so, done. So in other words, not presidential election style. Right. We're not doing it presidential election style. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little tongue tied. <laughs> I didn't even want to say the word election, apparently. Um, so when your five minutes is up, you're done. At the end of this, we may crown a winner. Um, we may leave it up to you, our listeners, and other people in the actual field to say, ooh, ooh, we could do like RuPaul's Drag Race and just have hashtags. Are you Team 60s or Team 70s? No. Okay. I'm, I'm scratched. Scratch that. I'm, I'm sure we could do that, but I don't know if we will. That is a possibility. So... <laughs> On the Twitterverse, at WG Animated, you can you can tweet to us there or do a hashtag for uh, use the hashtag Golden Age. I think that works. Yeah. Hashtag Golden Age. Should we say Animation Golden Age? Yeah, Animation Golden Age. Hashtag Animation Golden Age with your answer. Mm -hmm. All right. Boom. Boom. There Boom. we go. Mic drop. So, um, with that, let's do it. So, um, we start with the 60s. We're synchronizing our stopwatches. What do you mean we're synchronizing? By stopwatches, I mean apps on our smartphones. What do you mean, what do you mean synchronizing? Oh, I'll just hit start. Yeah, you just hit start. Okay. And at, at one minute left, give me, a, give me a finger. Yeah, give me a finger. So I don't have a blinking light. I think we should specify which finger. You're using your pointer finger. Pointer finger. <laughs> as representing the number one. <laughs> um, when I have one minute left, and then we will go from there. Okay. Sounds good. Are you ready? 
Okay. This Let's is get the... ready to animate. Okay. As soon as you start talking. Oh, as soon as I start talking, I was waiting for you to hit the button so I could go. No, no, go. Okay. So the 1960s, ladies and gentlemen, the 1960s, this is a debate. The 1960s is considered in many ways to be the television era. It's when um, animation goes to the small screen and becomes abundant. Until this time, we have animation on the large screen, but now it's animation for the people, really, on TV. So some of the notable things that were created in the 60s is a lot of things by Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera was the studio just mass producing this stuff. It was great. So we had things like the Flintstones, the Jetsons, Yogi Bear, Johnny Quest. Um, also, the Yellow Submarine came out at that time, which was innovative in its own right. So I think that scores there in, in innovation for just having Yellow Submarine there in storytelling and being able to understand what's going on with pop culture, but be able to mix things in there too. So um, now... This also does hit because it's going to TV. We do end up with things like limited budgets, but the animation strives above it. We get a lot of animation. So there's just the animation. Oh gosh, we just get so much of it. <laughs> I'm really bad at debating. I was never on the debate team. As you can tell, um, I was on the speech team. That's not <laughs> the, the point. Decade. <laughs> Go. Shh, shh. So, um, this was, because it was TV, this started becoming for the whole family. So everyone's sitting around the television, enjoying it together, which is why the Flintstones and the Jetsons stories revolve around the family. So you get less silly, crazy characters, and you get more family-based characters. Even Johnny Quest is family-based um, in that. Even though it's an adventure show, it's still very much about a family. Um, in that sense, um, we unfortunately get the death of Walt Disney during that time, 1966. At that time, Disney's creating things like 101 Dalmatians, Jungle Book. Um, they're innovating in their own way with the Xerox method. So being able to take the artist's drawings and put them directly on the screen, um, messy and rough as it is, you end up with that. But it still is innovative as a way to be able to take and animate so many puppies with dots on them. <laughs> so uh, you get the masterpiece, How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Chuck Jones. Um, and anything by Chuck Jones at that point was just really terrific. Um, you don't get a lot of diversity in there, but um, we're talking about things that why it deserves to be. Um, you get a lot of characters built through these and these are characters who have lasted through the decades so the flintstones are still around mostly on cereal boxes but they're still around <laughs> um to this day there's still a touchstone for people um jetsons are still out there yogi bear just had a movie like 10 years ago starring dan Aykroyd. yes just just Timberlake. just had a movie hey oh oh sassy comment thank you uh, <laughs> These are people, uh, these are characters that people still enjoy and love. Um, Snagglepuss, Huckleberry Hound, those guys are still. Those are people loved. we still enjoy? Yeah, they're still loved. They're still loved. By whom? Stop. Sassy. <laughs> Too sassy. <laughs> um, at, 
any point, these characters could jump back and people would still welcome them in because we're just ready. They're, they're just so strong. They are. The characters are really strong and iconic. Um, though, I don't know if they could stand up against like Bugs and Mickey. Oh, thank you for giving me the finger. Um, the one minute finger. I know. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. They had a lot to live up to after what the 50s gave them, but they were able to take the mass production and allow it to just go to different places with wacky races and other fun things in the 60s. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that the 60s brought that... It's mostly the characters. It's mostly the characters. That's that's what they that's what they win, uh, and the vocal performances of those characters. So, I'm done. You're done. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I have to call it. All right. So that's my argument for the '60s. As okay. Being the golden age of animation. I can live with that. Okay. Are we ready for the '70s? Yes, we are ready. Go. All right. First of all, I want to thank our moderator Nigel Catino for being here tonight. And um, just really respecting us with his silence. Um, the 70s, I, I don't think anyone's going to claim the 70s are the, the warmest and fuzziest of decades for animation. Really, when you think about what happened in the 70s, you think about Scooby-Doo. That says it all. Scooby-Doo? Yeah. That's done. it. Just Done. Just kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's your, that's your argument? Scooby-Doo? Um, in the 70s, things start to kind of settle into the formula. And some interesting things happen. Because, of course, in the 60s, things were happening more like family hour um, in the evenings. But then it became Saturday morning cartoon shows. And at this point in the 70s, Saturday morning cartoon show is kind of the thing. Like, this is well established at this point. Um, it is buried in the minds of the public that the 70s uh, cartoons are for kids. That's how this begins. Way back in the day, yeah, it was for everybody's before theatrical releases, and then it was for the family, and now it's for kids. So in the 70s, we get mm, a couple things. We get Scooby-Doo. We get Fat Albert. We get uh, Star Trek The Animated Series. Um, I'm hard-pressed for other examples. Good at making lists of three things, not more. Um, Hanna-Barbera, I think this one we start to see a couple of the chinks in their armor, because Hanna-Barbera tends to follow a formula. And so before, it's like, oh, Flintstones is a success. Let's do a family thing. Oh, let's do a Jetsons thing. And then, da, 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 and that. And then in the 70s, um, we get a l not as good iterations of Scooby-Doo that aren't Scooby-Doo. Some kind of group of teenagers doing something with some kind of wacky sidekick. And that's what they had. That's what they had. Yeah. Um, so that's Hanna-Barbera. Uh, uh, not maybe the best choice ever. However, we get some more independent animation starting now. Because coming out of the 60s and the mid-70s, there are all these animators going like, well, this used to be for adults. Why isn't it for adults now? And so you get some really interesting independent theatrical releases. Um, we get Ralph Bakshi doing Fritz the Cat. Um which could be considered diversity <laughs> in a bad way. How? How? 
Oh, because it has, it portrays racist stereotypes oh. to make you aware of them, not because it wanted to. Yeah, it's like the it's it's um. Oh, it's lost me. Bertolt Brecht's alienation effect. Look at this crazy thing. Be aware of it in your own life. Gruff Bakshi's trying to alienate you with how real his talking animal world is. No, okay. Um, other no, stuff. It's not responding. I didn't have a sassy comment. I was waiting for a sassy comment. We said we couldn't speak unless we I had know. a sassy comment. Ah, I was hoping for sassy. Um, but also, independently, we get Watership Down, which scarred many children for generations. Uh, we get Pink Floyd's The Wall. So we're getting some adult twists on animation now and getting some really interesting work coming out of that. None of which is really remembered today. But it happened. Uh, we also have, at the end of the decade, Don Bluth was, of course, working at Disney, and he leaves Disney to form his own studio. That doesn't really help define the 70s, but Don Bluth was at Disney until then, and uh, you can kind of see some of those similar styles of previous movies uh, translating into the Bluth Studios work, which we'll talk about more later, I guess. Maybe. Don Bluth is a thread that I'm interested in. Um, I don't know if I have anything else for the 70s. I'm done. So just, you're done? I'm going to give it up four minutes. All right. Fine. All right. That's the 70s. So let's go through. What do we get? What do we get now? What comes after the 70s? But the 80s. Oh, was that, was, was that saying go? Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's the 80s over here. Uh, so, um, I, w I want to also say thank you to our moderator, Nigel Katina, who I didn't thank at the beginning because I didn't realize he was our moderator, um, one. <laughs> and two, uh, I also want to thank uh, my lovely wife for the support that she's constantly given me. And also my fellow debater, uh, Mr. Mackenzie Worrell. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury and the podcast <laughs> listening community as well. So the jury and the community. I would like to talk about the 80s. And I would like to do it in this voice. The 80s over here. So with the 80s, we have lots of great things. A lot of great stuff in the 80s. Great stuff. 80s were really terrific. Really, really terrific. We have things such as the Smurfs, which let me tell you, the Smurfs are wonderful. They're great. They're small. They're blue. They're beautiful. Nobody does Smurfs better than the Smurfs. If Smurfette were Papa's daughter. <laughs> if <laughs> I was Smurf. Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks comes out at that time as its own animated <laughs> series again. We get the great Inspector Gadget, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, DuckTales, Wallace and Gromit. Um, with the exclusion of Wallace and Gromit, we end up with a lot of franchises and toy empires so gi joe um transformers these are transformative properties that transcend their genre and become these massive massive machines for what is that thing called capitalism <laughs> that's that's what that's the word i was looking for capitalism <laughs> capital c Alism. It, 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 Capitalism. Capitalism. Thank you. So, 
Um, we end up with a lot of shows going on here. Um, with with this, the animation starts to be. Um, it still is pretty good, um, but the style and animation goes very eighties. Goes the budget goes a little bit lower because they're just getting so much of it. We're going a lot into the past to pull things back. Um, so they're just mining for what was back there and creating things like um, pup names Scooby-Doo and some other things to just try to go in the past and bring back these stories somehow. Um, Popeye and Son comes out in the 80s. We just end up with a lot of these. We need a franchise. We need a name. We need something of standard. We. So the style and animation isn't all that great, but the stories being told start to get interesting. We get a lot of space. We get a lot of um, war stuff going on for some reason. Um, Disney comes in to um, Saturday morning and um, is about to start something which is really great, which happens in the 90s. So it doesn't happen in the 80s for the Disney afternoon. Shucks, that's in the next decade. <laughs> Darn it. Um, so, um, Fritz um, Freeling retires and sells his studio to Marvel, um, where now we're just getting things on merchandising and merchandising, serialization. So, merchandising. <laughs> it sounds better with that voice, doesn't it? Merchandising. Um, Don Bluth really comes into his own at this point. We get American Tale, Ogush, Ogush, <laughs> Land Before Time, Secret of Nim, which scarred lots of people at that point. Um, I know I was scared as of those owls, Secret of Nim. But we end up getting things um, on the big screen. Um, we get the Black Cauldron from Disney, the first PG animated Disney film. Um, which was amazing just because I think blood and things were just scary. The Horn King was freaky. Uh, but they're really trying to push it and try to make it adult again, but um, in story and world that they can show once again while still keeping TV all for kids. And the big screen, they're trying to really push the envelope at that point. So there's some innovation happening there and stories being told. Done. Okay. So we got halfway. 60s, 70s, 80s. Who will be Miss Animation Golden Age tonight? Will Steve Harvey open the envelope? It's the 60s. I mean the 70s. I mean... I mean the 20s. <laughs> anyway. Okay. You ready? So, um, I'm ready. Oh, wait, no, I wasn't ready. I'm timing you, aren't I? <laughs> Ooh, extra time! Extra time! <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, 90s. Here we get into the modern animation era. And uh, some things in the 80s led into this. There's a lot of bleed over. Uh, Ninja Turtles, thank you, the 80s. I want to thank my opponent for giving me the Ninja Turtles. Um, as well as, kind of hard, I don't really count as an 80s thing because it started then, but it's not really The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. 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 90s has the Simpsons. That's right, everybody. Here we are. Everything is yellow. <laughs> and there aren't even that many yet. There's only like a couple seasons at the beginning of the 90s. How great is that? You can watch them again and again. Oh, wait, you can't. Because there's only VHS at this time. There's no DVDs. And stuff like that. 
but that's neither here nor there. The 90s also gives us so many wonderful things. Um, Simpsons, Darkwing Duck, my opponent's favorite. Um, Batman the Animated Series, which is definitely an animation improvement. Animating on black backgrounds, crazy. Um, Animaniacs, uh, here we get into CGI stuff, Reboot. Gargoyles, Cartoon Network comes out giving us Dexter's Lab, Hey Arnold, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, they were 97, they started. Um, and anime starts to come to the United States. We get Cowboy Bebop and stuff like that in this era, if you're into the anime thing. Um, lots of things changed in the early 90s. Hanna-Barbera is not doing so hot after the last big hit single being the Smurfs. Um, did not go so well after that. And they kind of get rolled into Warner Brothers Animation Studios, giving us Animaniacs. Ta-da! Ta-da-da! I know. Um, <laughs> in response to the over-commercialization of the 80s, we get the Children's Television Act, um, which is where things, mm, maybe not so hot for the 90s, but it gives us a challenge to overcome together. Uh, the Children's Television Act uh, establishes minimum hours of educational programming on core channels. Big government getting into our animated TV kid shows. I mean, I would say big animation, but you know, big animation. <laughs> uh, and then channels and networks have to keep a log of why these shows are educational, when they're being aired, all this stuff. So you start to get like little lessons shoehorned in there sometimes. Maybe shows that shouldn't have lasted so long that stuck around. And this is when you get like Nick Jr. really becoming a thing to be the answer to this necessary block of animation that's educational. Or it's educational programming. Um, this is also, I think, the Disney Renaissance, another carryover from the 80s, which starts with The Little Mermaid, yes, 89, 89. Mm -hmm. um, but gives us a lot of the Disney Renaissance of muso, musical animated movie musicals. Uh -huh. Musical! It's a musical! A what? Anyway. Uh, Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. Um, Beauty and the Beast being nominated for Best Picture. Eventually leading us to go like, well, why don't we have a Best Animated Picture Oscar? And we get that later, not the 90s, but you know, we're making the case for it now. Um, and of course, Toy Story, the first CGI animated movie, which charms the hearts of thousands. No, just kidding, millions. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so Toy Story alone is a um, a case for innovation in the '90s as we move into CGI and seeing what that can do and the possibilities with that. And it doesn't start realistic because it can't be realistic at first. Uh, so we have, oh my gosh, wooden toys that are CGI animated. Look at that, great excuse, guys. Um, Space Jam, which I think is a good thing. Um, but could possibly be seen as the model for nostalgia vehicles of the future. Thank you, Space Jam, for making things possible like Transformers and uh, Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles and um, Battleship. Let's take something retro, infuse celebrities and cool hip music into it. It works, it works, it works, originally. Um, and of course we have Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, the big two of animation, other than Disney, and Hanna-Barbera, <laughs> and Pixar, and all that stuff. Oh, oh, and the best part, Flash animation begins. We now have animation on the internet. We have new voices 
interesting things being said that were not possible to be said on TV before. They're happening on the internet. The revolution has begun. So we have traditional animation, CGI is beginning, we have flash animation, and we have anime hitting the United States. We have a whole bunch of voices beginning to be had. 90s, boom. That's time, so. Perfect. Your, your boom was right there. It was well point. boomed. Well done. It was well boomed. Okay, um, so the uh, aughts. This really gets us into modern animation and the aughts. Um, a couple of things that start here. We, we take what we've learned from the 90s and start to rebel against it a little bit. So let's not be so nice. Let's take these risks. Let's go Simpsons and take it one step further because now we have to keep moving. Simpsons started us down this path. Let's take the path and start going. So you really start pushing the envelope um, with things like South Park. So you take flash animation and some other things together. It's not flash, but you take that computer animation all done on a computer, but <laughs> thank you for clarifying. I know, but stylizing it. So it looks like paper cutouts and then you go for it in terms of storytelling and the diversity of the story. Um, not diversity in creators because you still have two white guys doing it, but um, the storytelling gets pushed and you take the envelope and push that further. So South Park, we also get Family Guy, for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> you also get Futurama, which again, takes things that were laid in there planted by the Simpsons and takes things a little further. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants, which is in a lot of ways a throwback, but a growth of that time period. A growback. A growback, right. Um, you get things, a lot of things for the kids um, for Saturday morning, but like Dora <laughs> the Explorer comes out at this point. Um, so you take that education, but give it an action. Well, um, an action i guess uh what is that what would i call that overlay yeah an action overlay <laughs> but dora starts to spawn things um where we get back into the merchandising but we are also now able to go onto things like apps and online games and online video so we're able to use the internet even more than we ever were so these Characters can now be iconic in different ways. Um, we get fairly odd parents, which is pretty hilarious, I think, um, where you start the tone and the pacing starts to change in animation here. Things get a lot faster, a lot zippier. The jokes are a lot, um, I guess, uh, there are a lot more jokes in episodes because it just nonstop non-stop so we're really pushing the pace here and that's one of the big innovations here is pace um invader zim and foster's home for imaginary friends are another piece of showing how the this plotting has started to change we end up with the clone wars in the aughts which is an amazing show um so we get it that we finally get star wars on tv again for the second time <laughs> i was like again but we get star wars good star wars on tv for the first time <laughs> so we get star wars for the second time but good star wars for the f star wars i keep saying star wars star wars 
have a Starware party in your home. <laughs> um, at this point, um, Pixar and DreamWorks really ramp it up. So people are starting to um, get computer animation out there, but also tell great new stories. Um, John Lasseter becomes the head of story for Pixar and for Disney in 2006, after Bob Iger becomes the CEO of Disney, and after Disney buys Pixar and they become in-house. So we get the Academy Award for Animated Feature, where Shrek won. Oh gosh, one minute left. Okay, um, we get things like Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. So again, we're starting to push for cartoons are not just for kids and we're rebelling against everything that happened in the 60s and 70s and 80s um and at this point um cgi we're now getting things in live action um it's really coming to its own as far as computer animation being something that can stand toe to toe frame to frame person to person with real live action stuff i'll cut it off Fine. Cutting it off there. Cutting it off. Whew. Okay. On our, our historical romp, we have one decade left. Decades of generous. Six years left. <laughs> Five and a half. <laughs> Tell me when your finger's on the button. Okay, my, fing my finger is on the button. Okay. Audience, I know what you're thinking. 2010s, I hardly knew M's. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, we're only in 2016. Can this possibly be called the golden age of cartoons in terms of decade if we're only halfway through? And what else happened on top of that? Saturday morning cartoon shows are dead. No more Saturday morning cartoon programming. All those blocks are gone from Build core the channels. Yes, the mausoleum of cartoons. Built out of <laughs> scrapped Korean drawings done for animation studios in the aughts. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, the 2010s. I have to thank the 2000s again, the aughts, for giving us something. Something special happened. In 2009, the Academy Award for Animated Feature, um, only one CGI movie was nominated out of five. And yes, up one that year. But we had two traditionally animated movies nominated for the Oscar again. We got um, Princess and the Frog and Secret of Kells. These are aughts. I'm thanking them. I'm not claiming them. Um, and we had two claimated movies. Fantastic Mr. Fox and Coraline. Storyline? Coraline? Uh, claimated is not the right word. Stop motion pictures. So there we are. four more traditional modes of animation in a time where dominated, dominated by CGI. So what ends up happening is we have a resurgence of traditional animation in this current decade. This is the golden age because we have the Triforce of animation. We have CGI, wow. hand animated, and stop motion all happening at the same time. Some examples of what's on TV right now. Adventure Time, regular show, and these are not entirely kid-oriented. We're having kind of like these weird being good for kids and kid-friendly but also adult concepts. Two losers who are unemployed interns in a park. Great. That's my life without the park and without the loser or the raccoon. Maybe it's the Blue Jay and the gumball machine. Um, <laughs> other things along these lines, Gravity Falls, Legend of Korra, 
um, Star Wars Rebels, We Bear Bears, Steven Universe. These are all good for kids and adults. And they're everywhere. They're not just limited to Saturday mornings for new episodes. Um, in adult animation, we get Bob's Burgers and Rick and Morty. For kids, we get Doc McStuffins. And on top of TV becoming more for the people, by the people, which has been started with the internet, flash animation, we now have Netflix taking up the cause with animated shows, most of which are terrible, but gave us BoJack Horseman, Will Arnett's Star Vehicle. That's right, Arrested Development. I said it. Will Arnett's Star Vehicle. For me, maybe not the world. Um... <laughs> Oh, and my favorite, my favorite. I mentioned Coraline started in 2009, but we really have Leica Studios becoming our, I think, an under, underappreciated studio presence, giving us the Box Trolls, Paranorman, coming up, Kubo and the Two Strings, amazing feats of animation that you would not believe are actually stop motion. You would guess that they're CGI, and they are not. These are painstakingly made stop motion features that look fantastic and change how we view stop motion. So we have good voices, diversity voices, Rebecca Sugar Helming, Steven Universe is the first female-led cartoon show at Cartoon Network. Um, hmm? Chris Nee. Chris Nee, of course. Thank you, Chris my nee. sassy commentary, suggesting Chris Nee. Yeah, who's Chris Nee? Come who's on. Chris Nee? Chris Nee? Chris Nee who? Chris Elbow. No, that's probably been made before. That's a joke, but never mind. I'm off track. Sorry, Chris Nee. <laughs> We still love you. Um, diversity, we get authentic voices and interesting voices speaking to many things. We have innovation and technology being more made with computers and computer-assisted programming for the hand animation look. Um, and we have interesting stories being told. Um, complex, weird, emotional problems. Uh, Kobayashi Maru, emotional teenage lands. <laughs> um, and interesting characters. How many characters are so memorable from the 2010s? I know you think they're new and you're just remembering them now, but they're gonna stick with you. I can't name any. Just kidding. Dipper, Doc McStuffins. Um, who's been in Pixar lately? What was the Pixar film? Up, oh, all the emotions of, not up. The other one, that's a direction. Out, inside out. <laughs> Joy, sadness. They're both directions. Up, out. Um, that's why I nominate the 2010s, not even being done yet, as a golden decade of cartoons. And that's time. Mm -hmm. Audience, tell us what you think. Hashtag animation golden age. And remember, we're not we're not debating the the quality of our debating skills. Yes, I think that debate is over. I think <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you have your answer on <laughs> what we debate. Um, but really, if we go back, thinking on those categories, on the kinds of stories being told, the characters that are being shown on our screens, the performances being done, the, the quality of the, the animation, the styles and interesting styles that are being used, um, technology and innovation, um, and not just innovation just being CGI, but the innovative ways of using animation, the artist voices, and diversity um, in creators and the creation that ends up on the screen. Um, so thinking on those categories, thinking on what we've talked about, the examples that we've given, I, I think it's pretty easy to say that. Chris, what's your favorite? 
decade? I don't know. I, in terms of the stories that are being told, in terms of the characters that we see on screen, in terms of the diversity of the people who are getting a chance to have stories be told. So um, women, minorities getting their voices involved in animation. Um, it's still not there yet, but being on the way, I think we could finish off this decade and make it be a golden age in terms of story. I'm so excited. I think I do stand by my defense of the 2010s, the now that's what I call animation decade, um, as the golden age that we are in the midst of, the platinum age. Now, I think if they take it um, and do some innovative things, Disney's really going out there, Pixar's really going out there. Um, Zootopia was innovative in terms of the kind of story that you could tell in animation with the Disney logo attached to it. Mm -hmm. um, then you get things like Kubo and the Two Strings, which is innovative in its own way. It's oh, so excited. Can't wait to see it. I'm going to go see the midnight showing. The theater's not going to know that I'm there, but I'm going to be there. <laughs> whether there will be a one or <laughs> whether there is a midnight showing or not. <laughs> Show me the movie. I'm here. It's midnight. Where is it? <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, because we're allowing more voices into animation, we're not totally there yet. I say we as if I'm part of the part of the animation we, family. We are big animation. So, um, as long as we keep those voices coming out and allow that to get larger, I think animation will be in its golden age. Um, so, I think we just have to keep going. I agree. And speaking of now, should we talk about homework time? Let's talk homework time. So, homework time, we're going to be talking about one thing. Um, one thing that's two things, sort of. It's Debatably one thing. Debatably one thing. <laughs> so, in its animation podcast... We want to ask the question about The Jungle Book. Is it an animated movie? It seems to be that about 97.8% of it is animated. If it contains more animation than Who Framed Roger Rabbit, is it eligible to be discussed on this podcast? Right, because we have discussed Roger Rabbit. We have. We have. So, it is animation... So, talking animals. Is it an animated movie? <laughs> that's so, the debate for next time. That's the debate. We're with gonna, better debate skills. Yeah, but it's probably not going to be the debate format. Yeah, just but a regular will, format. So, we will be discussing The Jungle Book. So, go see The Jungle Book. We'll go see The Jungle Book. <laughs> um, Shh, don't tell them. Oh, whoops. We'll, we'll watch it again. Hopefully at this point, because this is several weeks in the future, you may have already seen The Jungle Book before it has left theaters. <laughs> so, uh, we'll check The Jungle Book out. And also, uh, if you want to rewatch The 60s Jungle Book, which was the last film that Walt Disney um, supervised before he died, um, check that one out too. Um, and also, I found that you could get the, um, the soundtrack to the new one on Apple Music. So, hmm. I've been testing out to hear Christopher Walken sing. I'm proud of myself for not using any air quotes. <laughs> you mean air quotes? I mean air quotes. 
I didn't use any. Air quotes. I would say goodnight, everybody, but we have to thank people. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Engineer Nigel Catino and Jacob Reed for the music. I, Good music from him. Is this still the Christopher Walken impression, or are you going back into Trump? I don't know who I'm doing at this point. I'm so f far away. I think I'm trying to do walk-in, and I'm stopping. Please interrupt at any point. Not really enjoying this. I'm going to no. set the five-minute timer. Please, stop. <laughs> also, catch us on the web. On Twitter. Thank you. At WG Animated. <laughs> on Facebook, facebook.com slash WG Animated. And writersgetanimated.tumblr.com. Good night, everybody. I can't do it. Good, good night. Good, good night. night, everybody. I'm like part vampire. <laughs> good night. Good night, everybody. The best thing you can do is if you could do a impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger doing an impression of Christopher Walken. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> you almost die trying to do it. Can I do Christopher Walken from that one video where he doesn't talk, he just dances on the ceiling? So we have to say it. <laughs>